Welcome to Fulfillment Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles and model of fulfilling life. I'm Dustin Duenas. And I'm Salvador Cisneros. And uh, here today, we're going to share um, a little bit about our, our journey to where we're at now, into what Fulfillment Hero is, what it's meant to be, and what drove us to be in this position. And this is an opportunity for Sal and I to share our stories about why we want to be here. And that's, you know, the, one of the greatest questions in life is why. You know, that's, that's very important. And we, as an opportunity to connect with our listeners, uh, we thought this would be an important step in the action. And so today we are actually um, a few episodes into our journey. This is not our first uh, episode ever, although it's there at the top. But um, please enjoy. This is going to be fun. Enjoy this. All right, so we're going to start with Sal, and you ready for this, bro? Let's do it, man. Nice, nice. All right, man. So starting early on, what are, let's say, two memories that you have, two experiences that shaped your childhood years? So the two memories, well, one, number one that comes to my mind that really sticks with me is at a young, at a young age, I remember being picked on. And that drove me to figure out this whole working out, um, learning how to fight, and putting some muscle on to, to the point where that never happened again. I mean, at the, I mean looking back, I did it for the wrong reasons, but it, it shaped me in a, in a way to figure out, because I remember being told, hey, Sal, you, you, you can't put on size, you can't, you're always gonna be skinny. Um, you're not going to be that strong. It's just genetics. And it put me in a position, I mean, I'm nowhere where I want to be, but it put me in a position to come this far. And you've come, you've actually, it's funny that you say that because looking at you now, like, wow, man, right? You know, you've, you're still in the gym all the time. It's obviously something that, that stuck with you from an early age. Yeah, and, it, and I remember it becoming an addiction. I mean, where it really hit me was I, I started early on doing push-ups, you know, since fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and then I started watching boxing, and um, all of a sudden that, that's when MMA became big and started taking courses in MMA, and then I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the competition and being pushed and the growth part. I mean, you're addicted to when you, fart, you start seeing results you start seeing like hey i am getting stronger hey people are starting to respect me and then you mess around with your friends on the playground and you beat him yeah yeah match. And so, <laughs> was this this was actually one of the first experiences that you had in your life that was around growth or actually having an issue and seeing that you had to take responsibility to to solve it yeah looking right? back i see that yeah definitely i mean at that time it was just for out of like, nobody's gonna push me around, I'm gonna kick their ass type of thing. But now it, it, it was a good thing because there was a problem. And I said, I remember in my head saying, I'm gonna find a solution to this problem no matter what. No matter what my parents say, no matter what anybody says that, hey Sal, you can't do this. I, I, I saw it in my head. I saw myself saying like, I'm gonna do it. You know, I, I love hearing that because you know, you and I, we've shared stories and uh, <laughs> one of the greatest ones is where you told me you're in your garage lifting. You're lifting as heavy as you could, and, and you messed up just a little bit, just a little bit. And you, uh, you want to finish that story off? Uh, yeah. So uh, it was my eighth grade year. I remember I just got into bench press. My cousin gave me a bench, and that's all I could do. And I was excited because I was getting stronger every week on it. And I don't know what the weight was—75, 85, 100 pounds maybe. And I remember I put it on. And I went to bench it, and I was three rep, three reps in, and I wanted to go for five, and I was I was usually doing three. I went for four. I felt my muscles start to fatigue. I said, "Oh, I'm, I got this next one. It's all in the head." <laughs> went for that fifth one. The bar dropped on me. Nobody around in the shop, and, <laughs> and all I remember is, "Dad, Dad." <laughs> and the bar is sitting on my chest and I'm trying to figure out how to squeeze it out and finally I got the weight to dump off one side and then come off the other and it fell off me 
But that yeah, that was a that was a good memory, yeah, man. Uh, dude, that's <laughs> that's a good man. It just shows that you were you weren't afraid. You were really eager to to get what you wanted. I even uh, remember before my parents they finally bought me a punching bag from putting so many holes in the wall. But I remember getting boxing gloves I had and I would practice combos on the wall and just to really learn. I would watch so much fighting videos. I was so excited about, you know, learning it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another memory. Oh, man, that's, it's cool to see that that all, again, actually translates to today. I mean, you're still, you're, you are really fit. You practice it constantly. You're eating super healthy. It's really become a big part of your life. Um, another experience that you'd like to share, uh, I think it tied into uh, I think your, your grandpa, your, your grandfather, you... There were some struggles there. Is that, can we dive into that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So that this is definitely a huge one for me. Um, my grandpa, who I became close to, um, this was around my sixth grade year. But for the last four years, we became really close. And I had to go spend every summer with him. And I remember one one summer, they, they diagnosed him with cancer. And they told me, or they told us it was stage... Stage five, I, I had no clue what cancer was. Um, I had never had a death that was was close to me in my family, so I didn't I didn't really understand death. And even I remember being in school when someone's grandparents had passed away or something, I couldn't understand it. I was like, why are they so sad? You know what? I mean, don't you know people are gonna pass on? But that's my thinking then. That was before my own hit hit me home. So I remember. They told me, and I, there was no worry in me because I thought, well, death doesn't happen in my family. It's just something you see in movies. And I remember just not worrying about it. And I saw my grandpa as he started to, he started, they put him on, what's it called, chemo. And he started to get, really just go downhill and eventually to the point where he was just in his bed and he couldn't move no more. And I remember praying. I reached out to God and I prayed and I said, God, please don't, don't, don't let my grandpa die. You know, uh, bring him back. And in my head, I, I thought he was, you know, one day he was just going to get up from the bed and start walking around normal and um, everything was going to be good. And I remember being in school and I came home from school to, to my parents' work. And I walked through the door and asked, hey, grandma, where's my mom and dad? This is my grandma from the other side. And she goes, oh, you didn't hear um, your grandpa passed away. And I don't know, I just looked at her and I remember just thinking like, grandma, why would you mess around like that? That's not funny. And she goes, no, I'm serious. She goes, I would not mess around with something like that. And I looked at her and I just, for some reason, it couldn't sink in. And I said, Grandma, for reals, where's my parents? And she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. She goes, your grandpa really passed away. And all of a sudden, I just felt something I never felt. I got hit. I felt like I got hit hard. And I remember just walking to the hill. There was a hill around the shop and alone, and I just couldn't stop crying. And I, I couldn't understand... I, I just get a little choked up sometimes, even though it's been a while, but I, I, I couldn't understand why. And I, w I struggled at that time because I went, it ended up putting me through depression. I went through depression and I was afraid to go back to where my uh, grandpa lived. And I struggled with a lot of things and, but Looking back, that was the biggest blessing to how I overcame it. I, I then, it, what it did is it built compassion for me. I had compassions for other people that went through similar situations. And also understanding what death was and where do we go after we die. That helped build my faith in God because, you know, I, for some reason, I just thought we all live forever and nothing's ever going to happen to us. But 
it really made me dig deep. And I love the saying, faith untested weakens. So if your faith is never tested, it's easy to be faithful when it's never tested. And for me, that really helped. That was a stepping stone that sticks out to me because it opened my heart. I was more, I was more compassionate to everybody. And when someone had a death in the family, I've been through it. And it was a struggle for me. It was a whole year and a half of depression that I went through where I thought I was having asthma attacks. But they, I went to an asthma specialist and they told me, hey, you're having anxiety attacks. And it's all because I wouldn't go to sleep at night. I wouldn't sleep because I was afraid I wasn't going to wake up. And I started facing all these. And when I came out of it, coming out of that depression was one of the biggest wins for me where I saw life again through a whole new lens. But without that struggle, it was painful, but I needed that struggle. And I, uh, it, and now when death happens, you know, it's not like it ever gets easier. You always miss, but you understand. I, I believe in something bigger than this life, which is heaven. And I believe if you do what you gotta do on this earth, that's where you go. And that helps put my heart at rest is, hey, my grandpa's in heaven, which is my goal to get there. That's where I want to be too. And I want to do all the work that I got to do here to get to that place. The ultimate dream. And I, so, so awesome to, to have that story and to be able to share that because, you know, there's going to be many of you who are young or who have recently had an experience like this. Um, or can at least we've all we all can at least relate in some way, shape, or form. But um, to to feel the emotion, man, I, I really it it's great to. Uh, I, I see how it's a blessing. I guess it's because I I feel your energy. I, I feel I feel that compassion that that you talked about, and it's you know that that thoughtfulness for others, that thoughtfulness for your own life. Um, maybe the first stepping stone towards not being on kind of an autopilot mode, but realizing that there's bigger, bigger things going on outside of just yourself. And, you know, after that, I've dealt with a lot of deaths. Some are really close, friends my age. And what it does, though, is it makes me value life more. You know, nobody ever thinks like, hey, today's my last day. And we don't want to think about it. But death is one of those things that it motivates me. Because, Sally, you might not have tomorrow, so let's do it now. I mean, what are you doing now? Mm-hmm. makes me want to give 100% every second because we get into what they call the law of familiarity. Where you get so, you know, you're just so used to everything, the daily uh, in and out routines that you take everything for granted. And we start to think that this air we're breathing right now is... It's owed to us, and it's not. It's, it's What it is, is it's a blessing. And it really, really helped me to, man, it, it's hard. Sometimes I get into that rut, but it's like, man, you, you're, you're not, tomorrow's not for sure, you know? So why not do it now? Makes me want it 100% right now, in this second. No matter what you're doing. You're doing this podcast, give me 100% of this podcast. You're going to help somebody? Let's go. Let's do it now. Let's not wait till tomorrow. So that's one thing that it really helped me because, you know, these young people that I went to high school with and they're gone and saying like, wow, you know, I, you never think about that. I know they didn't think about that. You think you're 24 years old and that your life's going to be taken is especially by tra- tragedy. And so that's why it's time for me to live into, I got to do it now and I got to be the best version of me right here. So if I am taken now, I, I go to heaven. What's cool is that not only does it um, give you that that mindset or maybe help push you towards you know taking action, doing it now because tomorrow might not come, but it also you know helps in the gratitude department and being thankful for, for where you're at, what you are, for having that air. Uh, you and I talked about this, I think just yesterday, about your own heart. That thing just goes and goes and goes and goes. You know, that that was given to you from God. That's insane. You don't have to do anything for that thing. It pumps day and night, never stops, never questions anything. It just goes and goes and goes. But uh, I think those are two unique um, 
he benefits from uh, from those kinds of situations, although they are very very hard. Um, all right, so after um, I guess those experiences, how did you get? What really flipped the switch for you in terms of of your mindset? We always talk about being on autopilot mode and being on really a mission to disconnect people from that autopilot setting. But what was the experience or, or couple experiences later on that all of a sudden made you like really get out of it and really start being thoughtful, aware, conscious of your life and really like kicked you around the butt to say, hey, like, I like the way Ed Milet puts it in that, you know, God has a, like, a, like who you are or your, um, who you can become. And there's that idea that when you, maybe when you get to heaven, when you come face to face with him, that he says, you know, here is, here is a man, I, man or woman that I, you know, had plan out for you and you could either be familiar with that person you can look face or eye to eye and know that person inside and out because you did become that man or woman or you can get there and not even recognize who that person is because you just you never you never use the tools that were given to you you never went outside of your comfort zone and, and really pushed yourself to the next level and answered answered your call um, yeah, so what, what were a couple of experiences that have gotten you on a journey of, of knowledge and of action of implementing? Well, I think, I think it was a few experiences. It was a bunch of them that stacked up. They stacked up so high that it finally got painful enough that said, hey, Sal, you got to change something. I mean, the way you're living your life now is it's not working. So for me... Um, so for me it was a bunch of painful experiences going through breakups I mean Mm -hmm. those are anybody that knows that can relate to those 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 are painful but I've always since a younger age I always remember being little and I remember saying there's something more I wanted to be something big something great I just didn't know what and that was the most frustrating thing for me was I have all this energy and I want to put it into something. I just don't know what. But now, you know, through these breakups, these painful things where they happen and you go back and you reflect. And it's easy to blame somebody else and say, hey, you know what, it's this person. But what that does is it takes all the responsibility away from you and it doesn't drive you to change. Mm. So finally, after, you know, as you get start saying, okay, this ain't working. Just blaming somebody's not working for me. And to take 100% ownership, regardless of the, you know, of the things that run fair in there that happen, you take 100% ownership. And he's saying, I want to be better. I'm tired of the blame game. I'm not going to blame nobody. I'm just going to take it in and say, what could I do better? How can I get better? And finally, it became an addiction just to you go through that pain. It was, I mean, that, that slump of two months, you know, where you're down and saying, Sal, do you, do you want to live this way for the rest of your life? And what really helped me was not focusing so much on the future or on the past anymore, but saying, who do you want to be? Not what has happened to you and who can you blame, but starting to look forward and saying, who do you want to be? If you had a choice to live this life the way you want to live it and be who you wanted to be, who would you be? How would Sal look? What would he be doing? Who would he be serving? Who would he be with? And that's what really woke me up and saying, wow, what if rather than what if this goes wrong or what if this person does this? What if I become that guy that I imagine? What if that? That's, that's where the, the fire came from where it said, yeah, I'm going to live my what if that way rather than in the back. I can't, I can't, I can't change the past. Mm-hmm. As much as I try to focus on it, I've done it. Done it for years where I focus on it and it didn't get me nowhere. It didn't serve a purpose. It, it, it ser- uh, yeah, yeah, it sat me in a corner. Yeah. 
and made me just blame everybody else saying, well, they're unfair. Life's unfair. And I was always looking for something external to hit me. I'd wake up on my mornings. I would wake up and saying, hopefully something good happens today. Hopefully something fun happens. Hopefully, um, I don't know, something just hits me that I want. I don't know what I want, but hopefully something that I want (laughs) hits me. Wow. I can't imagine waking up like that anymore. This, this path I've been on where I wake up and I take control of every morning. I know what my intentions are. I know what I'm going after. And yeah, I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be yet, but I'm on that journey. This is the journey right here. This is where it starts. As me and Dustin talk, this is, these are the things we're going to look back and say, dang, look at that. Because yeah, every day yes. we're growing. Every single day, something something bigger happens. And something bigger happens because I got the I'm, I'm focusing on the now because that's the only way you can get better is right here in the present that's it you could do all the thinking of the future you want but until you take action that's where you get better so i'm focusing on the now and the future and yeah there's some uh, lessons to learn from the past but i'm not blaming yeah i'm no longer this is my life Mm -hmm. i own it i own everything because you know what it could have been prevented if i wouldn't have done this or done that it all comes back to us. And if we take 100% responsibility, I feel free now. Yeah, it makes no sense to be resentful towards others. It, it just it serves no purpose. And uh, to think, you know, what's wrong with my life today instead of blaming others, saying I am, I'm the problem. And it's not something to beat yourself up over. But you don't, yeah, don't be resentful towards yourself. But now be the solution to your own problems, you know, or solve others and it'll come back around that is that is awesome I, there's so much so much fire and so much light that's coming out of this uh, and there's a, a special little someone who added a who's a magnifying glass on top of that that light uh, and I just want to talk about Achilles and and his his impact and his what, what your intentions are what with with your son yeah Achilles man Achilles is my blessing uh, what Achilles, he's my son. He's a year and a month now. A year. And what, what's great about Achilles is I want Achilles to look at me and just know, I mean, I don't want to have all the right things to tell him. Sure, I want to lead him, but I want him to just look at me and say, that's, that's a living example. I want to be the living example for him. And I want Achilles to be the best version of himself. I don't want him to be me. That's like the biggest thing is, you know, sometimes I see myself where it's like, oh, this person should react this way. This person should do this. But then you're trying to get someone to be you. We're all created different, every single one of us. And I want Achilles to be the best version of himself, whatever that is, because we're all created, I believe by God, created for something special. And so Achilles is gonna be different than me. His fulfillment, his passions, Whatever drives him in life is gonna be different than me. So my, my job is, how can I get you to be the best version of yourself? And I can show you principles along the way by living it. That's, that's my goal with him. You, man, I, I feel, it, this episode became so much more special being able to talk about Achilles because I mean, in, in 10 years, in know, 20 years, and what, how many, how many ever years you want to go uh this is gonna be something you can reflect on and, and be like wow like that's that's my dad yeah <laughs> that's my dad right there speaking and and being that that role model and uh it's cool because this is this, you know this is another accountability thing for you and i you know having this this episode going and and now really taking it to another level and living it and making sure that he can go back to this episode and be like he did not lie. He kept those promises. Wow, that I love that man with all my heart, and I respect him so much because of everything you just said. That's that's super cool, and I'm super glad we got to share that. One more thing on that too to talk about accountability is it's pretty cool when I make decisions in life, and I said if Achilles was here watching me right now, would you be okay with him seeing this decision you're thinking about making? And if the answer is no, then that's accountability. I said I want to be. I want to be that dad. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to put a bunch of hype behind it. I want to live it. So that's the, you know, the accountability part is why I picture Achilles there over my shoulder. He's watching me. And 
Also, you know, the accountability, the biggest thing for me was God. You know, God's there. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. That helps me behind closed doors. Because, I mean, it's you could get away with showing up and putting on the show of you're this person outside in the world. But that serves nobody. You're only cheating yourself. It's a lot, it's a lot harder but better to live it. I mean, and live it behind closed doors. That's what integrity is. Yeah. Nobody's watching. You ain't going to get credit for it. It's a non-sexy things. But I'm doing it because I want to be a better person. I don't want to talk about it. I want to live it. And that's genuine. That is from the heart. That's really listening to, to God's call and being... That's everything that, that I think you and I look for in, in friends or people that we bring in as, as families or, or people with that attitude. Because, wow, how... I just there's so much respect for for that uh, and it's I think it's rare but um all right so in today 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 you uh, you're part owner in a CrossFit gym that is a uh, is booming that is awesome has a great atmosphere Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there and yeah we could dive into maybe how that started uh, and some of the other things that you're involved with other than the, the podcast. Yeah, so TB CrossFit got involved as an owner about a year and a half ago. Um, I've always been into fitness. Fitness has always been a, a good thing of mine. And an opportunity came up to go in as partnership uh, with my partners, Mark and Ricky, which are very good partners. Hi, they're, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, very good team to have, and they're very... I love surrounding myself with those type, that type of people right there. And CrossFit, we're, we're young in the game. We're learning it. We're learning from these high achievers that are doing what we're trying to do, going to conferences. You know, mm -hmm. I went, for instance, I went to a Tony Robbins conference out in Chicago, Unleash the Power Within. One of the greatest things I've ever done, if you have the chance, the money, do it. I mean, no, hands down. The best thing I've ever done. Would you like to dive into that? Because if you, if you would like to go into more depth about that, uh, let's wrap up uh, with TV, and then we'll actually give the audience a shot to okay. listen to you know what that experience was like. Because I think yeah. that was also a game changer. And so just to wrap up with TBE, um, my passion is when you see somebody come in the gym and they have no confidence and you sit down and you talk with them, and they tell you, oh my gosh, I'm just this, and I can't do that, nobody likes me. And just having that conversation and saying, okay, well, let's, let's get you, what, what's your goals, and let's get you in here and let's help you achieve those goals. And you see them two months later with a smile on their face, with their shoulders back, and they're walking through that door with confidence, saying, I love life. You know, my relationship's better. You know, my kids love me more. I lost uh, 80 pounds. I'm off of diabetic medication. Um, I don't smoke anymore. Exactly. I quit smoking. I came through that door, just quit cold turkey. And all of a sudden, I never looked back. I look better. I feel better. That's, that's what you do it for, man. There's no better feeling to see somebody that comes through that door and you know, man, they're, they're down. They don't believe in themselves because they've been around the wrong environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what CrossFit brings is the environment. You're around a bunch of the atmosphere, great people. And you get to all these people trying to achieve something and they're cheering you on and they're pushing you and you make connections. And being around that environment, you got to be around that environment. Mm -hmm. Your peer group is huge. If you're around people that are like, oh, yeah, let's smoke and you're going to be a smoker too. You know what I mean? And that's what CrossFit, and that's why I got into being an owner in CrossFit, and we're gonna grow it. Because the more we grow, the more people we impact. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the goal there. As being a, a member of TBE now, you know what? Yeah, CrossFit does carry that whole attitude and atmosphere with it, but you know, props to you and to Mark and Ricky and, and the family that you guys have really put together the the atmosphere there because I don't you took it beyond just the name of, of CrossFit and really built up 
who you are as as men and what your intentions are with uh, your the impact you want to make in your community. And that's that's what I see when I show up there. It lights me up because there's so much fire in there. It's nuts, and you see all these different age groups, all these different you know types of weights, uh, people who are really skinny or really overweight, and it's incredible because they're all they're all working hard, and you don't there's no there's no judgment. Um, there's just there really isn't. You don't get those weird things. Where it's like oh well, ah look at that guy who's out of shape and they're in the gym, which for some reason seems to happen at uh, at a lot of other gyms. But it's it's absolutely been a blast to watch you guys grow and to to be included included in that. So uh, definitely shout out to TBE CrossFit in Los Angeles because those guys are really really putting in the work. Uh, you're, you're really putting in the work and it's. It's gonna be a fun ride. There's oh, gonna yeah. be many more locations to come, many more lives impacted, and uh, just like it's like with Jim, he's our he's our family now, and seeing someone like him have his life changed, I mean that's that's our, our brother now. Yeah. It's not hey that's a it's a client or this or that, but it's like it's family. It's bigger than that. That's it's so cool. That's what you feel about you know everybody that's in that gym. They're all family. No one consider him clients or they're all in a way family yeah feel really close and that's what the whole that's the whole difference between you got your regular gyms and you got you know your crossfit gyms or whatever and what it does is it brings community which people love community mm-hmm. so and I'm, I'm not knocking any other gyms i love i love results man if you're getting yeah. results keep doing your thing that's what it's about is getting people results yeah it's a movement exactly it's really a movement it's got to take take a lot of us to to knock this world out of the rough place that it seems to be in but um anyways from there um is there anything else that you you'd like to add in there with uh i don't know the the family business i know that's you, you do some work during the day yeah uh, so part of cisnettles brothers manufacturing which was started by my grandpa he started it out of his little shed with my dad and my uncles and it was just the four or the five of them they would go to houses locally trying to drum up work uh, short story short story long we they now they now grew it to 30 employees into a 65,000 square foot facility and we do duck work internationally around the United States majority of it's out of New Mexico and it's it's awesome man it's awesome to work for your family to work you know you get to see your cousins you get to work with your cousins you get to work with my dad my uncles my grandpa always comes in still make sure we're make sure we're staying in line and of course all all the employees that we work we all work together and we're all family man where everybody here is close it's not it's, uh, so I, I love, I love working here. It's cool, man. To see another you. part of another great team there. I've got a lot of great minds in here, and they help me to grow in different ways. And it's the third, third gen. That's pretty cool to see. A, a yeah, third generation. Grandpa and my dad and my uncles. You know, they're they're getting up there closer to retirement age, and we got another generation. That's our generation. That's right below them. So. We'll see how it goes from there. Uh, that's gonna be fun, man. And you know, I couldn't help but notice that you know, being in your office right now, you got a pretty sweet view of the the shop, man. I'm mean, oh, yeah. this office is is looking good. And and just to say, you know, how far we've came in a in the last year and a half, we've done lean manufacturing changes of the shop, and everybody as a team, we've done really well on changing the shop around and getting things organized. And like I said, you know, we're, we're young and in the beginning of our journey. So we've got a lot to learn, got a lot to do, but it's fun, man. It's fun being in it and doing it. Yeah, you got to, it's all about evolving, right? There's always exactly, something man. new coming up. It'd be up. cool if we could just start off and be perfect, but that ain't hey, the case. If you're not growing, you're dying. And there's always growing to do, whether you've been in business one year or however many years you guys have been open. Uh, I mean, it's it never ends. Yeah, that's that's a fun thing. Cool. So that was just a little backstory on me. 
how it got started, what drives me. But Dustin, let's let's get into your story. Let's let's hear a little bit about, you know, what what did what's two childhood memories that really hit home to you that say, hey, this helped shape me as a man I am today. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm excited, man. Um, well, first off, again, I want to say say thanks for sharing sharing your stories, bro. It's uh, very impactful. All right. So two two memories for me. This is interesting, and you know what? Um, the first one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was, it was painful, but and really an experience that was over the years, and it was my relationship with God. Um, I I want to say that from as early as I can remember, God was put on my mind and and in my heart, and that um it it almost it, it's hard to get words for this because uh it's unique I, or at least i feel it does but yeah as early as i can remember i i this relationship with god started and you know i went to a christian school uh, a catholic school from kindergarten to, to ninth grade and that you know, maybe maybe going to that school and the relationship I have with my parents and with church is what what started that off. And the reason that's all important is that there's never been a time in my life where God has not has not been there in some way, shape, or form. I've always I've always had that and you know, I don't remember or recall a clear a clear time where I, you know, accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, but that's, I've, yeah, I verbally say that now, and there's millions of times through my life where, where I did state that, but um, that, that was key because through experiences growing up, you know, there was some, some interesting family issues that, that happened here and there. Uh, where it could make living at home difficult. You know, there, there were these these experiences, and I felt blessed that you know I, I always had God to go to, uh, to pray, to take shelter in. That was always there. And as things got harder, um, or I guess as I got older and, and got into high school, uh, I, I switched over to public school, and that changed the game up a little bit. But I. I always promised that I'd keep up my relationship with God, and I did do that. And uh, I, I do I consider that a great win because I was honestly scared. I was scared of of what that transition would do to my faith. Uh, but I made that promise of keeping up my relationship with Him and constantly pursuing Him, and it's it kept up and it's stronger than ever, and it, it carried me. So that's yeah, not only through family problems, but through any other problems that I had growing up, whether it be with any type of bullying that would go on, you know, here and there, there'd be uh, times with with you know teammates as kids, or or on a playground, or this or that, or maybe even feeling uh, feeling smaller than um, in a literal way and in you know like a mental way, maybe not being as smart as the smartest people that I was around, or or as physically gifted, physically talented. Um, but that, that relationship with God was there. And in the high school where, I guess this is where I really was was tested. I, I guess one of my greatest memories of having God in my life and really reaching to him was, I wanna say it was my junior year. And uh, I got a shout out to my cousin Victoria and my, my buddy Matthew Lucero. Uh, because, well, I love them both very, very, very dearly. And, uh, but this is just an interesting situation that, that went on. But, so Matthew was my, my best friend and still is one of my closest best friends now. Uh, but at the time, still too, we went to school every day together. I mean, we practiced every day together, went home every day together, we did all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, we're always talking this and that, always brainstorming or, going camping this and that and 
on the other side, uh, Victoria, she was really, I could say probably my, my closest cousin at the time and is one of the closest now uh, because we frequently contact each other. Not only do we go to school together all the time, uh, actually since from kinder preschool all the way till our senior years of high school, but we, um, she'd call me, it seemed like every night. We'd talk every night on the phone, uh, and that was, those were some cool experiences, especially since, you know, getting cell phones was still newer, especially at that, that age. Um, but anyways, so an interesting thing happened. Uh, long story short, I introduced them, and <laughs> they hit it off real well, and they ended up together, which was fine, which was cool. I had no, no problem with that. And uh, it just did something interesting in my life because all of a sudden there was so much, um, <laughs> I guess they were tied up now with a new experience, something that they hadn't had a chance to go, like had something in depth like that before ever. Um, so I, I guess you could say their minds were probably on each other. Okay. And, and, you know, I stopped getting the calls from her and then I, we didn't, Matthew and I didn't ride together as much uh, or talk as much or this or that and I just so happened to go through one of my first relationships which I really kept on the the DL the down low and man so that was like it was really a first for me uh, relationship wise and it sounds so dumb now but really it's so it felt it was so hard to want to like break that ice with you know, my parents or family members or this <laughs> like hey I'm actually a like have this thing going on with the girl or something it's just <laughs> for some reason i was always scared of that but so i had this little thing going on with a girl uh who's actually a year older than me she was a senior and yeah that i did not know what i was doing i if there's, if there's one thing i regret mishandling it's that and not that we broke up but just uh, I, I did not know how to handle my emotions i didn't know what actions to take i just it was it wasn't pretty, but uh, and it, it had me feeling bad because we talked long enough or dated long enough to for people to know that like something was going on. But at the same time, like she never got to meet my parents and this and that. And now it's super awkward. It's like oh, well, we're not talking anymore, and it was just weird. And at the time, not having my you know my best friend and my my, my other best friend, my closest cousin, uh, was pain, was it's hard. I didn't have anyone to. To share that information with because I was definitely scared of sharing that with my parents um, for some reason and that was just weirdly hard and I, I you can look at the way I handled the situation with the girl uh, the emotions of that seeing that I really there, it seemed like there really wasn't guidance coming from anywhere it's kind of my own and that's where I went to God um, where that that whole relationship I was like all right I'm not on the same page as anyone right now and no one no one's seen my page, so God, it's you and I. Uh, it's you and I right now, and that's the way it was. I'd say for a year, for a while, um, maybe not that long. Uh, maybe it was, it was six to eight months, but as a youth going through something new and not having an outlet, it really twisted me, man. It, it made things hard. Uh, but it's something I, I laugh at now and I think's kind of funny, but uh, I've, I'm sure there's a lot of youth that can relate to that, you know, that first kind of experience. But it was neat to have that relationship with God, though, as someone I can go to that, that carried me, that was there regardless of how low I felt. Uh, and that's that's really that the point that memory is, yeah, is that relationship with God. And that's, it's so cool to know that I've had an experience that deep, that early on, something I can refer back to is like, wow, like ever since, you know, since the beginning, since things really started getting hard, you were there. Uh, but anyways, so that's, the second. That, that's huge, man. That's, that's great for anybody out there listening because, you know, especially at that age to be able to turn to God and know that, hey, you're never alone. Mm, yeah. It took me a long, lot longer in my life to find that. But to know that, hey, you're never alone. You're always loved. And you're created for something special, you specifically. So that that's awesome that you shared that. And anybody that could out there that feels alone or 
feels like, hey, I got no outlets to go to. I got no one to turn to right now. There is one place to look. Yeah, go to your faith. Yeah. Absolutely. That, it scares me to think of if that relationship with God wasn't there, my faith wasn't there, who knows what could happen? I mean, I, I never, like, I didn't, I never got suicidal. Um, but, I mean, without my faith, who knows? Who, who honestly knows? And that's, that's scary, but it, it was a blessing to have an experience like that at that age, uh, and to have that relationship. Um, anyways, so later on in high school, I got another relationship. Uh, this, this one lasted a lot longer. Uh, two and a half years and uh, I say this is really where my turning point was because that was it was tough um, you know it, it had I wouldn't trade that away for anything ever uh, I mean there's so much learning that came out of that and just building relationships work, working with someone um, who just just working with someone in general and and learning to care for someone and working with your emotions uh, because, you know, I, I made my fair share of mistakes. I made tons of mistakes, but to, to go through that was neat. And the, the turning point there was the end. The end was rough. The end was, was tough sledding. And it moved on quickly. When we finally broke up, things moved on quickly. Uh, and it put me in a spot where I was down because all of a sudden my best friend in the whole world in the whole world was not with me anymore and seeing that there was opportunity for her to do someone else it yeah it, it hit me in the face and you know, for one, it made me realize that I, I actually I cared deeply about that relationship. You know, regardless of the mis mistakes I made, the millions of mistakes I made, it it was good to know that I I truly had like love in my heart. It meant something to me. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there was it was a couple weeks of straight up some of the worst pain I've ever gone through in my life. Well, it's so hard to explain. I mean, laying down in bed trying to sleep, but sh literally shaking. I mean, being so, I don't know, the word's probably not nervous, but just so shook. Anxiety, yeah. yeah, anxiety where just, I'm laying there shaking, you know, and, and you know, my heart's just blown up like, whoa. Your life is about to change in a crazy way. Like this person you really cared about, you know, like this, it wasn't meant to be. So here's, here's the next chapter. And it just, it all happened so fast, so sudden. It was kind of like a, a Band-Aid where you get a lot of pain in one shot early on. <laughs> it really was. It was a lot of pain. And uh, it's, uh, it transitioned, or luckily, it, uh, it inspired me to get in the gym. And originally it was to try to get her back. I was like, all right, I'm not taking care of myself right. I'm not doing a bunch of things right just outside the relationship. So I'm gonna start going to the gym and I actually go into it. And that's where the initial thought was, is that I'm gonna go to the gym and she's gonna see. And obviously I have one or two days to go to the gym isn't gonna change anything. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But, but it turned out to be the greatest decision of my life because you know, getting in that gym was actually a result, result of you uh, and TBE and going in there and, and the conversations that you and I would have about, about life and I got to learn about the experiences that you went through and were going through at that moment. Uh, yeah, Achilles wasn't born yet. Was that right before Achilles was born? Uh, no, he wasn't born yet. Yeah, so yeah, so it was right, it was right before he was born. Uh, but so talking about experiences of, of relationships and things like that and you were the, the perfect person to, to talk to and to vent to and to get advice from because it was currently happening in your life you, you had just as many stories and, and hard things to discuss and and from there I was grateful that 
you know, my friends like you and all my other friends, even the ones that, that you know, sleep around, which I don't always agree with, but, you know, the ones, the ones who I thought would be like, ah, dust, you know, go, go, go get with the chick, go do this or that, or blah, blah. Uh, no one was actually like that. Everyone was like, dude, like, you need to soak it in. You need to, you need to not be talking, like, trying to get out to any other girl or doing this or that. She has to stay away. You need to clear your mind. You gotta, you just have to really separate yourself. And that was so cool because that, that big punch that came, like I got to absorb it. I got to feel the lowest of the low. I mean, I really, I really did. Uh, all the, like, there was always hands there, you know, guiding me and, and eyes on me, but I was allowed to feel the pain that, that I absolutely think I needed. I got to experience how that felt and realize that I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah. I don't ever want to go through that again. I don't want to be close to that. And it, it taught me to, it really added to the emphasis of paying attention to the traits that I value in, in people and the traits that I value with myself. Um, but you hit something big there too that I want to emphasize on is, okay, not jumping into another relationship right away. And the reason for that is being, okay, what can I take from this relationship? What could I learn? And now you give yourself that space to grow. Mm. Because what happens is if you jump in to the next relationship, you're still the same person. And if you jump into the next one, you're still the same person. But what happens is you absorb that punch. And while absorbing that punch, you're saying, how could I be better? And you're getting time to yourself because sometimes in a relationship, you lose yourself. Especially if you was unhealthy, you don't know who you are anymore. And you got to reconnect to yourself. What's my goals? Who am I? And what can I do better? You know, first is you got to get to the point of forgiveness. Yeah. You got to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. Not only for them, but for you. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you can move forward. If you can't forgive, you'll never move forward. Yeah. So that's what that time does. And you absorb that punch. Yeah, you're right. The pain, man. I know a lot of people out there that can relate to it. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Give yourself that space to heal and to become, to become better, you know? Yeah, no, I'm think yeah, the forgiveness thing was big and it really that allowed that was a big part of the growth, you know, having that space, having the growth, getting to the point where I was able to truly forgive and be thankful for every single thing that happened. Obviously all the good times, but all the bad times, uh all the the parts of the relationship that were uh that were super tough you know breaking up that whole experience it made me grateful for it I was like wow I'm so lucky like I'm highly blessed and highly favored that I was able to go through that situation you know at at this point in my life at at any point you know to to understand that and to be able to turn to other people and to give advice because like hey I've been there like I've I know what you're talking about I've I've felt that um but yeah, that was that was really my my turning point into all of a sudden growth. Like whoa, like finding who, who I am and what my capabilities are. Cause that's I wasn't focused on that. I was not doing good things at school. I wasn't involved with my friends. Not involved with my family. It was all about the girl, this and that. But it was like, all right, does well. How you be the best person that you could be? And you know, through our friendship, uh, which had pretty much the most to do with it. Uh, it was like an explosion of of learning and now it's like every day every second what can I learn how did this happen for me not to me even when it when it hurts you know just the other night I had an experience where things got a little hard and I was like alright Dust how did this happen for me like what? What am I gonna pull from here that's gonna take me the next step? Okay, I mean we gotta. You you felt worse before. Okay, you you know what it's like, but you can't. You're not gonna lay down and just lay there. You're gonna. You gotta keep going. Let's go. Let's let's, let's keep let's keep rolling. Uh, and that's what it's been. It's been a much growth, and that's what's. Uh, I think, been cool for both of us to come together and to see that growth as such a cool mm-hmm. thing and to want to share that experience with others because up until those points you don't really know what I, I feel you don't really know what growth 
is like, or, or re maybe really focusing on making an impact even, uh, until you experience something that flips a switch. Um, but anyways, so that's, that's my story, you know, hopping on the, the fitness journey with you guys and TBE. So yeah, shout out to the fam there. Uh, it's been a blessing. And then, um, man, there's just cool things going on, hopping out at UNM with the, with the big conference, chairman of that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, filming here has just been, been great and, and camp world, but I'll get into that in a sec if we have the time. Yeah, we'll jump into that real quick because we're running short on time here, but we'll we'll roll into it. Go ahead and give us some, uh, I know you were out there in Camp Royal for a month. Yeah, so uh, awesome. I went out to West Virginia with a, well, what it's called Camp Royal and what this is is think X Games plus Summer Camp plus Jesus. Uh, it's a Christian-based action sports summer camp and they're, they've come a long way, are still in the early stages of camp itself, but man, like God is really guiding the, the family there, the people there, the, the team. You know, it's, it's for, for God's kingdom and, and sharing, sharing his word with, with the world and with kids who, don't, who are in the non-traditional sports to share that message. But it's, it's super cool. And there's, man, impacted kids, which was crazy. I mean, enough to bring a tear to your eye. It's just so many cool experiences. And then traveling, uh, St. Louis, where I met Ed Milet. Yeah, uh, saw, boy, Ed. <laughs> uh, saw Andy there. And hey, Cody, Paula. Um, you know, way to uh, Washington, D.C. with my cousins, which was freaking awesome. New York City by myself unique experience and skydiving. Yes, skydiving in Atlanta. That was that was a lot of fun. But uh said so that was that was my summer. That's and one cool trip right there, man. <laughs> yeah, so, it, had, it had a little bit of everything. It was a little, hanging out with some billionaires, right? Yeah, there was there was a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. Some unique experiences and I'd like to switch it on over to your experience because I with Unleash the Power Within. Oh yeah, so real quick um Unleash the Power Within out in Chicago. It was a four-day event. The Windy City? The Windy City, man. Uh, one of the greatest things I've ever done. If you got the chance to do it, do it. I mean, the people I met, amazing. How you have 10,000 people in one room. Or it was at the Bull Stadium. And just that energy level is ridiculous. You'd be up at 8 in the morning jumping up and down. Still going out. <laughs> Raise the roof, right? <laughs> walking across fire at 2 in the morning. Nuts. Um, getting in state and pretty much what they show you is getting in state is a decision you could always flip your switch mm -hmm. like that Woo! It's all, yeah, <laughs> just like that you know you could be hungry you could be tired and you could still flip the switch and that's I mean they teach you a lot of good things where you're stuck the patterns you know people ain't lazy they're just patterns of being lazy one one question for you there real quick yeah. before we wrap this up is you know a lot of people want to look at that as motivation but what, what would you call it uh it's it's way bigger than motivation it's not motivation it's finding your why your purpose right you find your why on this earth and that's what's going to pull you through it's about it's not just like oh i'm gonna be motivated for a week or two or a month whatever it's like all right i'm changing my life exactly you're changing your entire life i mean motivation i, I see it as Commitment. hey i watch a youtube video at night i'm all pumped up i'm go to the gym in the morning i wake up all of a sudden I'm tired. I'm not gonna get up, mm -hmm. forget it. Yeah. But having that big why and really connecting to it, like what am I trying to do? What am I trying to accomplish? That gets you going, because yes. that's what gets me going. So yeah, I mean, so many things to learn from that. Highly recommended, right? But it really makes you connect to yourself and find out what am I passionate about? What do I love? What am I trying to achieve? Ask those big questions in life, man. That's what. That's what. I, that's how you find out. I look forward to, to going to my own Tony Robbins event, dude. It's gonna oh, be. Oh yeah, it's gonna we're be gonna go. Fun. Yeah, it's looking forward to that. And Dustin and I are on the on the growth path that will never stop. I mean, to the day that we die, we're gonna be on this path. This is our journey. Eating every day. Every day, you gotta feed the mind. It's like like I told him, we're brushing our teeth every morning. I mean, you gotta listen to something that's gonna educate you every single day connect to yourself every single day where you find out what am I doing what's my goals because they change and just keep connecting to it and this is our journey we're on it alright well let's wrap this up thanks guys peace out peace out Fulfillment Hero
So that's it here for Fulfillment Hero. We thanks for you. Well, that's it. For so that's it for Fulfillment Hero for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to be around. Keep, keep tuning in to see what we got. We're going to drop new interviews and keep them coming. Hope, hopefully get you guys on that. Why? Yeah, you know, um, share, share our, our information, please. We, uh, we're looking to make a big impact on this. We want this to be a lifestyle, something that we can always give back to the community. And um, I look forward to, for, to doing this for forever. Yeah, yeah I, I don't see an end to it, and I see it making the, the top, top with the big dogs. But, yeah, thanks again, guys. This has been a lot of fun. We're definitely grateful for those who give us a listen. And it's going to be an exciting ride with, uh, with Sal and I. So, hey, keep in touch because you don't want to miss it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, peace out. Peace Later. Out. Bye.